Yo, Uncle Jasenev, do I niches? Peace and love. This is Jay Welch with the first episode of Jay Welch Frequencies. And um, on this first episode, I ain't going to get too deep. We just going to give y'all, I just want to give y'all overall of who I am and my purpose and, you know, what I'm doing this for, you know, just a real quick background. This video not going to be too long, just more so of an introduction. And so um, I'm going to give you all just small pieces here and there. And through the podcast and through the episodes, I'm going to dive back in through the timelines and give you all more details on each stories and different situations and what led me to who I am and, you know, the different you know experiences I've been through. But I'm going to give you all a brief overview real quick just for the first episode and call this The Roots. <laughs> and so I was born... Gary Lynn Welch Jr. That's my birth name. But then um, I'm still learning the situation and figured it out myself. But some years down the line, we end up uh, getting adopted. I was going to going to Crispus Attics. That's when it was on like 25th and Prospect at the time. Right before they just changed it recently. It was Crispus Attics at the time. And that's when Ben's market was facing the other way before the police station on 27th and Prospect. And uh, I remember the police coming up. I remember them calling us over intercom when we get in a police car and not going back home, you know. That's what I remember, you know. And so... You know, going through that and we was like some in some like house for kids or something like deal. You know, our parents would just start visiting us and we didn't understand what it was. Then eventually they split us up and it was me and my brother Devin. They split us up. I mean, they made him me and him together and they separated Jazz and Markevious, separated uh, Alexis. You know, they separated all of us. And so me and my bro was, uh, we've been to a couple people's houses. We was with these white people named Rodney and Tracy for a little bit. I'll give y'all this, this man. I got stories for days. He was with this old, um, elderly lady named Miss Gardner. And so um, going through that, it really had me just like, second guessing life and just looking like damn man what's going on why where are my parents why am i in this situation so just that experience alone really had me you know hesitant and just really more you know keeping my feelings and everything bottled in into myself and so we go through that um i'm gonna skip some chapters y'all we um we eventually, some years, some time pass, and we eventually uh, able to go back to meet up with one of our brothers and sisters. We were able to live with them, Jasmine and Markevious, with uh, Annie Mae Coleman. Now, when we made this transition to live with Annie Mae, we had to change our last name. So she officially adopted us and changed our last name. So my name was Gary Coleman. It's still officially is Gary Coleman, legally. <laughs> so imagine coming up with that name middle school elementary middle school high school like sure 
It was crazy. But you know me, I never really, I never was really upset about the situation and whatnot. You know, people made fun of my name. I just laughed at with a joke, and I would just joke on and say, "Yes, Gary Coleman, no relation." <laughs> you know, like Uncle Ruckus off the Boondocks. But you know, no ways do I act like Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, nah. And so, um, so yeah, we was able to finally, you know at least get back to two of our brothers and sisters. And so it was four of us under one roof old Annie Mae Coleman. She had her two sons, three sons at the time. And, um, her granddaughter, LaShonda. So, um, man, I'm on Lotto being on that going through that journey on 40th and park and 40th and Olive, man, that really molded me to being a stronger character. All those little traits and stuff I learned from the block, you know, Cause I was never no street street dude. I was never in the streets, you know. Never claimed to be no 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 thug ass nigga, nothing like that. But I was a solid individual. I always kept a rule with myself, and so the so called street niggas or whatever you want to call them, niggas who was doing that, they respected that. And a lot of them was my family members anyway. So it's like I can be like, yo, I ain't rocking with that. And sometimes I will fall to peer pressure. Don't get it twisted, you know. Coming up in that environment. You know, I'm from the struggle. I'm from the grit. I'm from the mud. I ain't in the streets doing the dirt. You know, I'm not willing to do anything to get the dollar. I wasn't on that type of time. I was just a young buck out here, nigga, who was always on the on a court. You know, trying to get my game tight and just chilling, enjoying life. And so, um, but shoot, man, I got on the block. My cousin started molding me. They started molding me on the game and different things like that. Just with women, with shoot, all types of shit. I learned how to drive riding the Stolo on the block. <laughs> no lie. So, you know, I find the pros and the cons, man. It really molded me and building my character, you know. And got, you know, let me realize who was real and who fake. And I realized more of that, though, once I moved out, moved off the block, moved to my own apartment. But I really appreciate all my brothers sisters cousins kinfolk cut you know bloods crips all of them nigga ray dog nil g my nigga uh five dime it's my fucking um fudge trend adrian what was it dance 40 rockstar cutty cuz uh rob this long live rob this my cousin man Long live Eric Nevins. Shout out to my cousins. Long live John Coney. Long live Larry Mason. Lost a lot of people. But um, long live my pops too as well. Long live foe. Yeah, man, we lost a lot of people. But, um, yeah, man, that really just... It molded me for real, for real. And so, you know, time passed and uh, I eventually get my first spot, get my first apartment at the Alcazar Apartments. And um, hold on, let me rewind a little bit back. Now on the block, this is when I started coming to when I started waking up because it was around the year 2011 when um, it was towards the end of the year 2011. We start hearing this. Um, no, no, it was with my homie. 
my homie AJ, his mama. Shout out to Miss Stephanie. And you know, one thing I never realized, we was young bucks, man. I never realized how connected my homie's parents was. They was already on this type of time. These type of people, that type of energy was already around me, but I was never even hip to it. I didn't even realize it. I remember one day, me chilling at my nigga uh, Kofi spot. And his pop, Saste, was like, uh, we told him, like, yo, man, we hungry. We trying to get something to eat. He's like, all right, I got y'all. So we thinking we about to uh, hop in the murder van and go pick up some uh, fast food real quick, hit the drive through, get something, you know, on, on, on real quick, one, two. Man, we hop in the car. He took us to a garden, to a farm. And we had to pick some food and go home and clean it and cook it and eat it. And I was like, what? <laughs> As a young buck, I'm like, man, what? We want some some fast food, some burgers and fries, some McDonald's and some shit real quick. We hungry now. We don't want to. We hungry now. We don't want to get out here, get more hungry by picking the food just to go home and then clean and cook it. We got to wait that much longer to eat it. We was hot, but we knew that we, we know now that I look back on it, the life lesson he was teaching us, man, was so, that was so big. He was telling us, man, get in the, get in nature. Y'all need to be eating that fast food. I need to be knowing how if you're hungry, you need to go to earth. You need to learn how to provide. You need to learn how to harvest. You need to learn how to grow plants and grow for yourself, be able to sustain yourself. I didn't realize that when I was a young buck. And so different things like that. And so another instance, my homie AJ, his mama, Miss Stephanie, peace and love. She was like my first spiritual mother. She had this uh, documentary called Hidden Colors. He was like, yo, man, y'all should check this out. I think she was letting us on, like, y'all should watch this. Because every time we would come through and holler at AJ just to see what's up, she would lace us up again. She always had books around, always had just, you know, pictures of um, comedic ancestors, ancient Egypt, and, you know, different different things and writings on the wall. And we didn't, know, we didn't know what it was, sacred geometry, all these different things. But we wasn't here back then, but she would always lace us every now and again. So she told us to watch the documentary. Man, I'm telling you, I went in that room. That day changed my life forever. I went in that room one one man, and I walked out that room a whole different man from watching that movie. I walked in there feeling big. I was invincible. I walked out that room after watching Hidden Colors documentary with my homie and my brothers and shit. We was all in there cooped up in the room on the block. Watch that motherfucker. Man, I walked out that room a whole different man. My whole world changed. My first couple of steps, I could just feel myself shrinking. I could feel myself shrinking. I could feel the world just expanding and me just small, you know, shrinking and growing smaller and smaller, feeling so insignificant. Like, oh man, I thought I was doing something. Then when you realize, I was realizing. Yo, this whole world, you thought you was doing something? The whole world is fixed. You know, it's a whole, it's a one big lie. It's a whole system set up to be like this. 
once I look at like, yo, why is it a corner store and fast food in my neighborhood and churches on every corner? That's because the system intentionally did that. Once you realize that, I was, man, the first emotion was fear. I was like, oh my goodness, my heart was pumping so fast. I just couldn't believe it. We were supposed to be going to go play basketball. <laughs> I was terrible that day, boy, terrible. There was too much on my mind at the time. And so I'm like, damn, man. And that's, that was the first step is the fear and the realization like, yo, man, this, I've been getting lied to my whole life. I thought I was doing this thinking I want to be a basketball player, NFL player, you know, the typical dreams, young black boy in the hood and rapper. But then I was like, oh man, they got that fit. They got a hand in that too. They got a hand in everything, no matter what. Then I was like, damn. So some a uh, little bit of time passing, just like as me, as my paradigm, as my as my world is breaking down. That's when I had ran into some uh, Muslim brothers from the Nation of Islam, and um, what was crazy is that they were selling pork, all types of meat and bullshit and fat, you know, quick food, junk food, on a motherfucking store on Prospect. And they were supposed to be, you know, <laughs> teaching a black man to eat healthy and them lift his community, but whatever, you know. So I ran into them. I started going to that store just to get the food and the snacks because it was a new store on the block. And so uh, eventually, man, just kept bumping ahead with the OGs. I would look at the papers in there and look at the books. They would lace me up every now and again. And so eventually, man, I was invited to the temple to a session, to a, a service, shall I say. The Nation of Islam, and the brother was talking about astral traveling and things like that. I was like, man. And so um, that's when um, Damn, I just blanked out for a minute. My fault, y'all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they offered, when I was in the temple during the service day, it was like, yo, who want to join the Nation of Islam? And me and another young brother had stepped up. I was like, man, this is it. Because, you know, I just found out that I've been lied to. That, you know, they use religion as a weapon as well. So, it's a black religion. It's a black God I can look up to. It's a, it's a, it's a religion teaching me about black excellence and you know uh, so i'm thinking this is the key i saw some time passed the brothers is checking on me lacing me up with game and i gotta write my um letter to louis farrakhan to get my ex to be named gary x you know the x is the unknown you know until i further develop and earn my rankings so as um, you know, I got my mission to write this letter. I have the capability to write. I love writing in cursive because you got to write it in cursive on a blank sheet of paper, but it's got to be straight as if you've written it on uh, a paper with lines on it. And it has to be flawless. And so I had did it, though, but I just never turned it into the brother because it was something in me. It was like, yo, this ain't for you. My spirit, my ancestors, 
my higher self was like, yo, I know you feel like this is what you need right now, but this ain't what it is. And so time passed and eventually the OG stopped coming up and check on me. And I kind of faded from that. And so it was really just in the face of me and my homie Steven just looking at documentaries and researching, looking up different things and just molding and growing. Had a couple psychedelic trips, you know, all that. And so I moved to um, get my own apartment. Excuse the psychedelic. That's when I start taking the. I start learning more and do more experimenting and more experimenting, more knowledge, more exercising, more investing in the spirituality, buying crystals and things like that. Once I was living by myself, I was really able to see what I was capable of on my own. And um, that was the best, honestly, man. That was the best because I was learning who I was. I wasn't dependent on no one else. And it was nice when I was in there hungry and had no food and nothing, but I was happy. Eternally, I was happy because I was I was learning a new knowledge. It's like once I had woken up or just seen what the world was on the block, and then I had just moved into my first spot by myself with a whole new perception, it's like being reborn. Literally, it was being reborn because now I can attack the world and experience the world in a whole new light with a whole new vision and a whole new mind state. Everything is just not the same now. You know, it's like I walk down the street and I see like um, just an example. Just like, a, you know, a pyramid of a logo of a something, you know. My average a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh, it's just a, just a pyramid up there. But no, I, now that's, I look at it like, yo, that's an infinite infinite source that shape alone holds power that shape them pyramids was used as you know energy sources and great great sources of power back in the ancient comedic days for our ancestors these were sacred places these are the holy places and these places was aligned with the stars and the heavens so now when i look at it like oh man so now once you once I'm experiencing life, I see it in a whole new light, man. Everything was exciting. It's like I'm doing everything for the first time all again. <laughs> and so I'm digging more into like psychedelics and tapping into you know, learning we're only using 10% of our mind and different things like that, and just tapping in and trying to tune into that frequency on a higher level. And so I want to say I'm thankful for that phase because I like to call it the new age conscious phase. It really learned, you know, taught me a lot. It really taught me a lot. Yeah, it really taught me a lot because, um, man, I was going through the, this is the phase of uh, Alan Watts, motherfucking black male music. <laughs> um, the Theopa prophecy, reading that PDF, spirit science. Like these are the daily things I was on all the time. Meditating, exercising. I had my Nutribullet. I was on that constantly. Just trying to, to eat right. 
And so. And so, um, excuse me, I was looking at the time. And so, um, going through that phase, man, but I just was in a phase was like, um, I don't know, I got this feeling as like, um, you can do whatever you want, but there's no consequence. That's the type of energy I was feeling like, okay, I'm hearing what they're saying, but they make it seem like you can do whatever you want and there's no consequences for your actions. No spiritual consequences for your physical actions here. And something about me didn't believe that. And um, also in these lectures, I would say that they would never talk about the African-American people or the, you know, the original people. So as I start to look into more African-American lecturers and more lecturers who look like me, because as the um, Alan Watts and Bajars would explain the the stories of the world and what came to in these different subjects, they would never explain on original people, never really elaborate on the importance of what they have done and how, you know, society today is still benefiting off of what our ancestors did. So I started looking into more of our black lecturers. I started looking into like uh, the most influential to me spiritually that I connected with the most was the 13th son. You know, he low key, he don't be doing videos no more. But back in the day, man, I was definitely watching every video. But 13 Sun, uh, 13 Signs Astrology, um, Aphrodite Stone, uh, Dr. Deborah Blair, rest in peace to the ancestor, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, uh, Sign of the TV, everybody on Sign of the TV, to, uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill, Brother Jabari, Shaka Amos, Brother Seti. Cesaria, Captain Cesaria, everybody, man. Um, and so I would look at the perception of my people, and, and they would they would tell us about our history and different things like that. And there are laws, universal laws, comedic laws, laws of my eye, rules, and different things like that. That's where these Ten Commandments come from. You know, a lot of these the. Um, the core systems and how that's and how that goes about that's carved in on comedic walls. And so just wanting to know, you know, I wanted to make that spiritual transition, but I wanted to make sure I was doing it the right way. I wanted to make sure that I was doing it the best way of my you know, the best of my ability. And, you know, really radiating all the energy that I could in the best ways that I can to make sure that when I pass that I'm not I don't have to reincarnate. You feel me? That's the goal is to to shift on. I mean, I want to reincarnate if I choose to and have to want to choose to help my my family and friends and my loved ones. But I want to have the option. I want them to be able to know like, hey, you done your job down here. You can shift on. And so uh, that's when I just started learning more about my culture, my history, my DNA, my melanin. Our comedic ancestors, our languages, our symbols, the Ankh, the Orishas, the Yoruba, the 1804 Haitian Revolutionary War, the Rastafarians, just all these different, um, you know, black, great, the Dogons, you know, just looking up all these different civilizations and people of 
who look like me and all the great that they have done. And so that's where I'm at now. I find that balance between, you know, the spiritual, 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 too spiritual. And, you know, the um, knowing who I am and keeping it leveled and just staying grounded at the same time. You feel me? So I'm in a phase of I give love and praise to my ancestors. I try to speak more of the native tongues because you speak more of the native tongues. You speak more of the original language, speaking, speaking more of a language of the divine. Um, teaching my daughter to love herself, embrace her beauty, embrace her melanin, embrace her ebonoid features, embrace her soul, embrace her essence. You know what I'm saying? Be proud of who she is. Create your job. You have the ability to create anything that you want. You are a creator. So that's what, um, that's just a little bit, uh, you know, just, just a small little cap of who I am, man. And everything that I told you today, I can go back and pick stories, dissect and bring back up. And we're going to do that. We're going to dive in. There's stories on stories in there, but that's just a little overall cap of who I am. Just a little introduction. You know what I'm saying? And on this podcast, I really just want to talk about, I just want to tell my story, who I am, because I really don't, I really don't talk much. <laughs> Although I do music. You know, I write lyrics and do songs and record and all that. I don't, I don't speak much. I really don't speak on what I want too much. You know what I'm saying? I just really just keep it to myself. And so if anybody listen, I really, you know, I really ain't tripping about it. <laughs> it's all peace and love, but just venting and getting this off just feels good. Just feels good. So we're going to be going to just rock. We're going to rock. And so basically this podcast is going to be just telling my story of who I am, then what's on my heart, you know, and um, talking solutions and talking knowledge, sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom of who we are, where we going and where we need to be, you know, because I'm far from perfect. I'm still learning myself, man, but I just feel we can learn together and it's that type of podcast just an outlet for change just trying to bring solutions and just discuss them with the people you know who i am what i'm about and what i'm aiming for what i'm striving for you feel me um i do have an album coming out my artistry name is jay welch and so uh I was named after my pops, Gillen West Jr. That's where the J just took that poem with the Welch. Um, I also have merch, merchandise. If you could check out tribeapparel.com, that's tribe with three I's, T-R-I-I-I-B-E-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. You can look on the website. We do shipping. You know, if you're with them in the United States, we do shipping. So support the movement. Support the movement. It's got some new stitched hats. They're going for $30. They are authentic, though. Support the movement. <laughs> and so, um, if anybody listening, you know, peace and love, man. And uh, we're going to dive deeper on who I am and my mind state and what I be thinking about and just uh, talking solutions, talking elevation, and talking love. It's your boy, Jay Welch, radiating the realness that's always felt. This is Jay Welch Frequencies Podcast. Peace. Uncle Jason Ed.